Planning a wedding can be pretty crazy, but through my own experience, as well as the experiences of other military spouses, I've come up with four big takeaways to make that experience a little less crazy and daunting for you. So let's get this show started. Hi there. Welcome to Call to Marriage, a show about navigating life as a military spouse. I'm your host, Callie, a newcomer on the scene of what is the military spouse life. The military community is a tight-knit, but sometimes tight-lipped one. I hope to pull back the curtain on life as a military spouse to answer the questions that I wish someone would have answered for me, talk about my experiences I've gone through, or talk about the ones that I'm going through right now. I'm always learning new things about this crazy new life and invite you on this journey with me. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, welcome back to Call to Marriage. This episode is all about wedding planning and the four major things that I felt and some of my friends felt were things that they sort of wish they knew going into it before they started the whole planning process. Before that, however, I want to give a little backstory to my engagement and when my wedding actually is. So, excuse me, I got engaged in June of this year, 2019, and my fiance did a really good job about planning it. He picked the place that had meant a lot to him growing up and organized it to where my whole family was actually there. So after he got down on one knee and we left, uh, for I should say too, he proposed on a Ferris wheel, which does not get more romantic than that. Just saying. But afterwards, my whole family was waiting for us down in the entrance. And I was completely surprised. So much so that I actually thought he was joking when he did it and told him no the first time because I thought he was kidding. Um, But we're very happily engaged. We're getting married in May of 2020. And just super, super stoked. Very, very excited. But wedding planning has been extremely crazy and hectic. I remember kind of literally the day after we got engaged, like I was on Pinterest, I was looking at venues, I was doing all these things because in my brain, I had known from one of my other friends who had been kind of going through the same process that so many things were coming up and she didn't know if they were actually going to get married when they wanted to. And so I freaked out a little bit and was just like, oh my gosh, we have to get everything planned now so that we have a backup plan if we need to. Um, So from my experience and some of my other friends' experiences, I came up with four big things I've learned through my experience so far and that they've learned through their own experiences and compiled a list. So the first thing is the when, which I think is the most important piece of it because when you get married can really depend on a lot of different factors. And also when you get engaged and when you start to have that plan. So my fiance was pretty good about sort of doing everything in a really good timeline in the sense that he did it while he was in training. And so when your military spouse is in training, usually, not all the time, but usually they have a very good idea about their timeline, when classes should end, when classes should start, um, if they have specific trainings that are going to have field exercises, meaning they go out in the field, um, they have a better idea and a better understanding. Whereas if you aren't in training, you're kind of 
in that period where you could be moving, you could be deployed, you don't really kind of know what's going on, it's on a need-to-know basis. And so there's a lot of up-in-the-air information. And so that is why I think the when is the biggest thing. It really can be tricky to pick a date. Um, But if you can have the ability to, to plan your wedding around a training, meaning you have a period where one class is ending before another class begins, they usually have a little bit of leeway room. So we're getting married right after a class ends and right before a class begins so that we have about a week and a half you know, to get married and go on a honeymoon, all things withstanding. Now, that's not to say that something could come up within that time period where the timeline gets moved, but generally speaking, you have a better idea of when things should be if you plan around a class or a schedule. The second important factor that comes into play is the where. So you have a date, you have it all figured out, but where are you actually getting married? How does that fall into line? Military spouses don't just get to take vacation days, how um, a civilian, meaning someone like me, would with their job. They give them a couple, um, their week notice or a couple weeks notice and say, hey, I'm going to be going to this location on this day. I'll be there for six days, um, Monday through Monday. Great. But in the military, when you take leave, first of all, you have to give ample enough notice if it's something like a destination, meaning you're going out of the country for something. And you also have to take into consideration that weekends count. So in the civilian world, you know, you only charge vacation Monday through Friday because you only work Monday through Friday. In the military, they're on call every day, regardless if it's Saturday or Sunday. If something happens, your military spouse is expected to be on call for that day. So when you take leave, they ha- or when they take leave, excuse me, they will have to take Monday through that Sunday if that's when that time fell. So instead of it just being five days where you're taking that Monday through Friday off, it's now seven days. They have to take the full week off. So keep that in mind. There are some, I don't want to call them workarounds, but they're essentially workarounds to that. So you can take leave which is you're taking that full day. They know you're going to be out in this specific location. You can take a pass, meaning it's usually for four days and you check back into the military base at the end of it. And usually the way the passes work is you're allowed one pass in a period of time. I think it's either once a month or once a quarter, but you can take a four day pass that will not count against your leave. There's also something called a mileage pass. So this is for, say, a weekend. If it's within a certain radius, so for some bases it's 250 miles from the center of the base or fort or wherever you're at, that you can go off base without having to take a leave day. And so that's called a mileage pass. It's time that you're allotted a distance away from base where it's not counted against you. So that can kind of help you a little bit if, you know, you're really only getting married in, let's say, Birmingham, Alabama, and your spouse is stationed at Fort Rucker and Enterprise, Alabama. Birmingham, Alabama is considered within that mileage pass. So you get married on a Saturday and you're going for your honeymoon on that Monday, then your spouse would just start their leave if your leave was outside of that 250-mile radius 
on that Monday instead of having to take leave on that Friday to get married on that Saturday and Sunday after it. Excuse me. I'm having a really hard time with words. However, if you're doing more of a destination wedding, meaning you and your spouse are traveling outside that radius or a long distance or even international, it would make more sense for you to take that leave because it is something that if you take that four-day pass even, you have to still come back into the military post or base and sign back in before you can sign back out again. And so if you were going to do something like a pass and then a leave, you'd have to come back sign back in and then sign back out for your leave. And it's not something that you can usually do. Usually there's a timestamp. Like you have to sign in by 5 a.m. and then you're not allowed to sign back out until noon or something. Some situations have um, timestamps. So that's something to look into. Another when, uh, excuse me, where, is that some places are blacklisted for the military, meaning that the Department of Defense says that they're not safe places to travel to. These places can include Mexico, and they can include other islands, or they can include specific countries. So if you are going on a destination for your wedding or even your honeymoon, knowing which destinations are blacklisted, meaning you and your your military spouse cannot travel there physically, is something to keep into mind when you're planning everything out. The third thing that I found was super, super important was get a wedding planner or at least a month of coordinator. Trying to figure everything out, like venue and catering and cake and flowers and then decorations and then DJ and photographer, it is so overwhelming, especially in the sense that your military spouse most likely will not be able to go to you to certain things like cake tastings or picking out the DJ or walking through the venues. You need someone who is able to do the research for you to one not stress yourself out. I went full bridezilla mode for about a month after I got engaged because I was so stressed out about planning the details that we finally, luckily our venue just takes care of everything. They have a wedding planner that comes with the venue. So our venue and wedding planner just did everything. But it was one of those moments where I was getting so stressed out. I was stressing out my mom. I was stressing out my fiance. It gets a lot. And you have a lot of other things to think about when you're getting married. You want to enjoy the experience. You want your spouse to enjoy the experience. You want your family to enjoy the experience. And so I would say get a wedding planner because it's just – it's so much better for reducing the stress. And you don't want to drive each other crazy over the little details. And finally, the last tip that I have is that something may or something most definitely will come up. So make sure that the venue you choose has a military clause or something of that nature. So my venue has what's called a military clause. And so what that means is that if your military spouse is deployed or something comes up or they're required to go into a field exercise or a specific training that takes them away either internationally or another state where they are not physically able to take part in the wedding on the date that you selected, then what that venue does is normally the way that military clause works is they will allow you to move your date without any extra cost to you to a date that works better for your wedding and meaning that your spouse can actually attend. And so it's really important to make sure that this is in that contract because if it is not and your military spouse is deployed, 
you then lose your date with that venue, you lose your deposit, and sometimes the full cost of what it would take for a wedding to be at that location. You would think that it would be something that comes standard. However, this is something that we had to ask special to be put into the contract with our venue. And so I would always check um, and ask that it covers not just deployments, but also military trainings and exercises. Some military classes will only cover it if they're being deployed, but it's good to see if you can get them to add for trainings or if they have to send them to school or something that you're covered completely for that. So those were the four tips that I had that I think just kind of help with the wedding planning process and making sure that everything's taken care of. And so while this is going to be probably one of the most important days of my life and maybe your life, it's also important to remember that the purpose of this day is that you get to marry your best friend. I get to walk down that aisle in May and marry my best friend. And I think that's really kind of kept me sane through this whole crazy process of trying to plan a wedding, but it's also really helped with keeping things in perspective. And so just remembering, you know, get the where, get the when, get the who to help you, but also remember that this is a special moment between you and your military spouse where you guys get to become one. And I think that it's just really special. And I know that I personally am really super excited for May. I have been counting down the days since my fiance proposed. So with that being said, I am so thankful for you joining in for this episode and joining me on this crazy adventure. And I can't wait to see what comes next. Thanks, y'all. Catch you later.